This is the Retire Happy Podcast with John Amarino, teaching you each episode about holistic retirement planning. Time to rock and roll once again here on the Retire Happy Podcast. Great to have you along with us. Walter Storholt here alongside John Amarino, fiduciary financial advisor at Securus Financial, serving you throughout the San Diego area with an office on Trina Street, conveniently off Interstate 15, over there next to Scripps Ranch High School. You can find us online by going to gosecurus.com. That's gosecurus.com. John, last show we covered wise financial proverbs do you feel wiser having covered that on the last show? Oh, yeah. I, I just feel wise talking to you every, oh, every couple of weeks there, Walter. So nice of you to say. Um, well, we had a lot of fun with it, and uh, we're going to do part two of our financial proverbs segment here on the podcast. So we'll give you some more wise wisdom about the money world using some popular sayings and axioms on today's show. We've also got a really interesting question that's come into us on the mailbag. This one comes to us from Martin and Martin's worried about uh, moving to a new annuity with, um, you know, that he's kind of being suggested to move over into, and he's got some questions about what that's all about, worried about some penalties. John's got some strong thoughts on that as well today. So that's going to be something that you want to stick around at the end of today's episode, because Martin's question is going to spark, I think, some really good conversation. All that is certainly on the way straight ahead today. But first, it's time to cover some financial fake news. John, we often will do a a little headline that's going on in the financial world, but I'm going to throw a couple of headlines at you in rapid succession today. We're going to call this the lightning round, okay? Ready for this? All right. So the idea behind these are not necessarily news headlines that, you know, I saw last week or something like that, but just in general, over the last several months, from time to time, you'll see headlines like this. And that term fake news obviously kind of synonymous with our political climate right now the last couple of years. And I think that phenomenon has spread to other parts of culture. And I think the financial space hasn't been spared from this. It's pretty prevalent. So I'm going to throw you a few news headlines that I've seen over the last couple of months. You tell me if these things are fake news or not. Okay. All righty. Here we go. Lightning round. Number one, social security is going broke. What do you think? Uh, it's not going well. It, it is kind of broke. The system's broke, but with that, I don't think uh, your social security check, you'll still receive it. I think they're just going to have to start making adjustments now. And I think uh, our generation is going to be the one that's going to you know, start paying for it, other taxes, whatnot. But I would be prepared for uh, retirees here uh, in the future to see maybe some features be reduced or eliminated, maybe like the cost of living adjustment, whatnot. So final verdict, sort of fake news, but not completely. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would say that's true news. It, it's going broke, but not to not to the uh, chicken little of uh, your social security checks going to disappear. It's going broke slowly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so that's a good way to put it. it uh, actually, it already is broke. It's a Ponzi scheme, as I like to as as I like to say. But I, I still think uh, today's generation of uh, baby boomers will get their checks. But I do ultimately see some changes, uh, both taxation wise and benefit wise, in the future. Good to know. Headline number two is this fake news. The crash of the dollar is imminent, so you should buy gold now. I would say fake news. Um, I, I Again, I these bold predictions, um, you know, the, the doom and gloomers, they've been saying that uh, I think I've seen gold commercials now for what the better half of a decade. So I, I don't see the crash of the dollar uh, anytime soon. 
Short, sweet, to the point. There you go. Uh, fake news on that one. Uh, number three, nursing home costs poised to bankrupt millions of Americans. Fake news or no? Uh, that's another one. I, I think that's uh, more true than fake. I don't know about millions. Let's not uh, get into the, the fear-mongering. Um, but, hey, nursing home uh, costs um, and medical costs, um, they do. They do bankrupt people, and people need to realize that private pay is going to, especially if you're in a, a nursing home or assisted living or even home health, <laughs> that, you know, that's going to cost you upwards of, you know, 75000 dollars a year, um, depending on, you know, what tr- type of treatment you're getting. And uh, that can easily destroy your nest egg. Yeah, it's a really one uh, to, to really be aware of the nursing home costs in the future. So not necessarily uh, fake news on that one. Uh, market crash coming soon. I'm going to guess that falls into your fake news category because it falls into the prediction category, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, you know, there's people that say 2020 with the debt cycles. Um, then, you know, we talked about it in our last show that Goldman Sachs says there's a less than 10% chance. Um, I certainly hope not. I, I am optimistic about how, you know, unemployment's been down and consumer debt um, has been down. And that's that's always been a, a strong uh, precursor Um but of course, there's there's many analysts that can sit here and say, well, you know, the yield curve and and whatnot is is getting more towards inverted. So, um, you know, I, I honestly I can't uh, I don't have the crystal ball, so I can't say whether that's fake or truth. I'm not I'm not going to get called on the carpet on that one <laughs> if uh, the market crash does come. But like I always say, prepare for a market crash, but don't have all your money in the cushion. You know, just have your money smartly invested. All right. Well, there you go. We uh, financial fake news breaking down some of the ones that are and are not fake news. Just kind of keep those in the back of your mind. Well, I'll tell you something that's not fake is getting wisdom from uh, sayings that have been around for generations. There's always a good nugget or two to take away when you hear a, a new saying, perhaps. And we covered a couple of good ones on the last show and drew some really good financial lessons from these. We had the idea of a, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush at some point in your financial life, not being focused so much on, you know, what you're trying to do to maximize your returns, but on uh, focus on not losing your savings instead. Hold on to that bird that you've got in the hand. And also a rising tide lifts all boats. We were talking about that no matter what you might think, you're probably not going to outsmart the system. Sometimes you're going to go up and go down with the rest of the world because that rising tide or falling tide uh, is just going to lift everybody up or make everybody fall. Two more for you on today's show. First one up, John Amarino, is don't put all your eggs in one basket. This is maybe one of the most popular sayings of, of all time. Yes, yes. And in the financial world, that would mean that one nice little word called diversification. And uh, I would absolutely uh, encourage people to follow, you know, this mantra. Your money needs to be diversified. And and the biggest thing, I think most people would absolutely agree that you don't put all your eggs in one basket. But I think, you know, th- there's a little confusion I see because I often see people come in here um, and they have you know, 30 or 40 different stocks, but they don't understand that those stocks are all pretty much within one sector and they're not truly diversified. So... It's really important to understand that you need to be diversified over sectors and you need to be diversified over different asset classes that aren't so much correlated that, you know, when one sector is going to go down, maybe the other or or one asset class is going to go down, maybe the other won't go down or maybe contrarian to it and may pull it up. This is especially important for retirees. 
And even when you're talking about diversification, I would tell you to stretch it out even beyond asset classes. Diversify your money over different time horizons and different income needs. And, and especially, especially if you are drawing money from your accounts, I believe that you should have that money allocated and invested specifically for that income and then have the rest of your money, your growth money invested differently. And then lastly, I think you also need to also look at tax diversification, taxable, tax postponed and tax advantage. So definitely do not put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, it's, that one's uh, self-explanatory in many ways and some good explanation there as uh, to add on to it there, John. But we should all be able to embody that one pretty well. Make sure you're uh, taking advantage of diversification opportunities in front of you. This next one, I'm interested to see where you take it, John. Uh, our, our final little proverb here, if you will. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Now, how does that apply in the financial world? Because I would think what's good for one person would work for the next person, right? I mean, if something's making me money, wouldn't it be able to make you money too? Right. Well, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna take that quote. And I'm gonna bring on the other quote of don't try to keep up with the Joneses. Okay. Um, yes. In, in theory, you know, if if it is making money for your friend, it might make money for you. But you have to consider when did your friend get in, right? Did did they get in before that stock or that investment surged? Did they get in at the bottom of the market and now? And again, we always talk about Dalbar and, and irrational behavior, but this has proven that, you know, a lot of people fall into this. They see their friends being successful and they've been, you know, they lost a lot of money in 08 and they sat on the sidelines. So when do they get in? They get in at the top of the market. So, you know, there's, there's always a little bit of disappointment there. And um, I, I just think that just because your friends or family have an investment, you know, you, you need to understand when did they get into that investment? Why did they get into that investment? And how much are they willing to lose? Um, because I even see husband and wife, right? The husband's willing to lose, you know, more the gambler. They're, they're more aggressive and the wife does not want to lose. I've seen, you know, for on a generalized basis that they've traditionally, you know, the wives have been a lot more conservative. So even with that, right, you know, if a wife has worked her whole career for that money, I think that that opinion needs to be respected and you need to invest her even differently than her husband. Because in the end, uh, while, while we all enjoy good market gains, the pain is what uh, erodes our peace of mind and our ability to really be happy in retirement. And uh, it can also have a much more dramatic effect in a negative way on our retirement. Well said, John. All fun proverbs to think about and to pull lessons from when it comes to thinking about our money. Any other financial sayings that you've kind of personally garnered a great financial lesson from over your life, John? No, you know, I I, I just think, uh, you know, the keeping up with the Joneses is the big one. And when I set, you know, expectations for people, I, I I say, let's just worry about your goals. You know, your your portfolio, it's going to get completely different, uh, different returns than your friends and your family because it's personalized to you. But I, I do. I think a lot of people, a lot of money issues always come up with, with the whole try not to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point, I think, and and that was one that obviously immediately came to your mind as we discussed these. So good words to live by on all these different accounts. So there you have it, more financial proverbs to learn a little bit about our money. Coming up next, it's time to get to know John just a little bit better. 
It's getting to know you time. So to get to know John, we are going to ask you a fun question. If you had to live on another continent for the rest of your life, John, what continent would you choose? Uh, Well, I don't even know. Is is Tahiti on a continent? Tahiti? Hmm. I would think it was. Oh, I don't know. How do they classify some of those islands that are out in the middle of nowhere I, like that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, uh, let's T- Google this Tahiti. really you, quick. You Google, we'll Google together, see what we get here. Tahiti, continent. See if John has found a loophole in the question, perhaps, here. Oh, yes. It appears Yeah, I guess have, I didn't sir. answer your question because <laughs> according, according to the internet, and it's true because it's on the internet, right? Yeah, belongs uh, to Tahiti no continent. It's just a small collection of islands. It's not really in a continent. Mm-hmm. It's an archipelago. Archipelago, yeah. however you pronounce that. Yeah. Well, how I'm about that? Try. But I listen, I'm not going to live on a continent then. Um, my wife and I work so hard that, um, and then even on our weekends, I think we were joking about this before the show that I don't know what is busier, what my wife has planned for us on on the weekend <laughs> or my, my work week. Right. So when I go on vacation, I love paradise. You like hitting and the relax like button. Relax. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. I think I'm going to allow it and say you found a loophole in the question. You picked Tahiti. I kind of, for some reason, had this assumption that everything was part of a continent. You know, even even the islands, I was thinking they would be a part of a continent. So, yeah, yeah. You, I you mean, found I, a way I around the question. Maybe Australia, but, you know, there we go. We learned something new. It's, the, it's, it's, a, it's cousin is the uh, Australian continent. How about that? Right. There you go. Well, Tahiti's the place to be for John outside of, of course, uh, the San Diego area. If he had to pick somewhere else, that'd be a good spot for sure. All right. Time to answer one of your questions. And I'm telling you what, this one's a good one this week. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So this week's question comes to us from Martin. Martin says, John, I have money in an annuity that I'm not very happy with and wanted to move it to a different annuity. But I'm told there will be a big penalty if I take the money out of the current one. What's that all about? Oh, the penalty. Um, well, more times than not, that would be the surrender charge. So um, whenever you're doing an annuity, you need to understand a couple things. You, under, you need to understand what type of annuity it is, whether it's a fixed, fixed indexed annuity or a variable annuity. You need to know all the costs of that annuity and you need to understand the income that's going to be generated out of the annuity. And you also have to understand if your annuity is principally protected. So the surrender penalty is a portion of time where you're not going to get your original principal back if there's no market growth. If there's market growth, you may get your original principal back. But let's say you had a $500,000 annuity and it grew to five hundred twenty. Um, you wouldn't get if you wanted to surrender and cash that annuity out within the surrender penalty um, you'd only get a portion of it out. So you might get, you know, $515,000 back, depending on how far you go out. And it starts, it's a, most annuities are declining as the years go by. So you have to make sure you understand what that penalty is. And uh, even as an advisor and as the insurance companies, if you have an annuity that has a steep surrender charge, um, you may be stuck with that annuity in terms of um, getting able to, to replace it with another annuity. And 2018 was a great example of this. Most of the annuities that I replace in my office are variable annuities. And here's why people don't understand the costs 
and they don't understand um, the fact that a, a lot of them have a misconception that their principal is protected because of the income guarantees. So, you know, I, I had a couple of people last year alone that uh, they thought they were paying about 1% in fees and they were paying about three and a half percent that they were paying north of $20,000 a year in fees. And, and really to, to, also, to also learn that, you know, if they didn't get out of this annuity sooner rather than later that the market when it was dropping that their principal was actually going down too and um, they may actually have been stuck with it um, or if they did get rid of this annuity that they'd have less money than they actually uh, had put in so um, you have to be aware of the surrenders um, anytime you're you know there is no perfect investment annuities are very powerful income um, but especially when it comes to variable annuities you have to understand that there's sub account fees there's mortality uh, and expense fees there's rider fees and you know the typical annuity variable annuity that I run into has fees at close to about three percent and oftentimes you can get higher income benefits that that I've seen with with much cheaper fixed index annuity. So, you know, that's, that's my take on the surrender. Um, you know, hopefully Martin, uh, you don't have a very steep surrender penalty and you will be able to move the annuity if, if, if it's not what you thought it was. Um, but no matter what annuity you put yourself into, whether it's a fixed, fixed index or variable, you must understand the pros and the cons because they do have some powerful features, but they do have some drawbacks, as does any financial vehicle. So important to consider all these different little moving parts when it comes to our financial lives. And annuities sort of gives us a peek into one particular part of the world. And, you know, I think many uh, advisors, unfortunately, John, kind of view annuities as the magic solution rather than as just another tool in the toolbox. And then it sounds like that's how people like Martin maybe get into these things. And they say, I'm not really happy with this investment. But they go to another advisor maybe that says, well, let's just move you into a different annuity. And and maybe <laughs> maybe that's not still the same uh the 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 right answer just kind of sounds like martin's mostly just maybe he's thinking he's getting great financial planning and really he's just getting product shopping yeah yeah and you know on the flip side i also run into you know advisors that uh you know believe bonds bond ladders are better than than annuities so you know it it all depends on the client the client um is the one that determines where the money goes. And I'm not saying that, I mean, ultimately the decision's theirs too, but you know, unless you're doing cookie cutter planning, if you're doing true holistic planning, then as the advisor, right, some clients are perfect for a fixed index annuity and they understand the pros and cons, and but it fits them best and it fits their situation the best. Some people don't need an annuity at all. Um, and they're better off just with investing their money. Um, and maybe it's something that the, the client themselves just feels more comfortable with. And that's your job as a holistic advisor is to come up with a plan that's collaborative with the client that they understand the good and the bad of whatever financial vehicles they're in. And ultimately, they feel comfortable and you obviously feel comfortable with the plan you've designed specifically to address their lifestyle, their needs, and their concerns. 
so helpful today to kind of cover this information. And if you need help and guidance like this, if you've got questions on your mind, like uh, like Martin had today, wondering about the annuity question and the annuity situation, maybe it's something else in the financial world that jumps into your mind right now, pick up the phone, give him a call, 858-935-6210. That's 858-935-6210 or online at gosecurus.com. Again, we'll put a link to that in the description of today's episode, gosecurus.com. That'll take you to the place where you can access some more fantastic information about planning for retirement, planning for your financial future as well. John, appreciate the help today. I already feel smarter covering some more of these financial proverbs. Had a lot of fun, and uh, we'll look forward to a great show next time around. Yes, you have a great one, Walter. Coming up on a podcast soon, we're going to talk about some of the most overrated and underrated things in the financial world. So be sure to stay tuned for that on a future episode. Thanks so much for joining us. For John, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time back here on the Retire Happy Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Securus Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by John Amarino and guests on this radio show are their own and are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine and future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.